This is my comeback story. This is my comeback story. This is Trey Lewis with Good Landing Recovery, and you're listening to The Comeback. Hey guys, so good to be back. We are going to be in 2 Kings chapter 5, and we're going to look at a man named Naaman. And I think there's so many parallels between his life and those of us in recovery and really outside of recovery, that are looking for God's best or looking for a healing or a breakthrough in some area. So I'm going to go ahead and jump in. 2 Kings 5, chapter 1, it says, Now Naaman was commander of the army of the king of Aram. He was a great man in the sight of his master and highly regarded because through him the Lord had given victory to Aram. He was a valiant soldier, but he had leprosy. The thing is, is that No matter where we're at in life, that sin, disease, specifically addiction, can impact any of us. No matter what your last name is, no matter what your socioeconomic status is, no matter what region you're from, addiction can touch anybody's life. You know, when we look at the parallels between addiction and and leprosy is, is if you can imagine this man fully decorated war hero, second in command, valiant, has had great success on the battlefield, but yet there is this issue that is rotting away at his flesh on the on the inside. That is that is that is underneath all of his armor, he is rotting away. And I think about the parallels that we can come in and that we can present with our big personalities or whatever it is that we're trying to to prop ourselves up with. I mean, maybe it's your clothes or maybe it's your vehicle or maybe it is, you know, something outside that you can hide behind. But if we were to remove all of that, if we were to remove all of the masks and all of the the diversions and that what would we find would would oftentimes be that that some sin issue is rotting away our spiritual condition. In verse 2 it says, Now bands of raiders from Aram had gone out and had taken captive a young girl from Israel, and she served Naaman's wife. She said to her mistress, If only my master would see the prophet who is in Samaria, he would cure him of his leprosy. I don't want to spend a whole lot of time here, but this little girl is fascinating to me. There she is, captive in a foreign land. She could be bitter. She could have withheld this news, but instead she tells the mistress and and how she was able to, to understand that Naaman had leprosy. That is kind of baffles me a little bit because what I do know about leprosy in that time period is that when they would show up, they would have to announce that they were unclean and really to all of society that they were dead. But somehow it became aware to this young girl and she says there is a prophet in Israel that could heal him of his leprosy. Sin makes people desperate. And that's what addiction should do to all of us. And I'm actually always shocked whenever I see pride manifested in somebody's life because when when I think about us who have have really suffered at the hands of addiction and where we have lost relationships. I mean, many people have lost marriages. They've lost relationships with their children. They've lost tens of thousands, if not millions of dollars as a consequence of addiction. And yet so often they can walk into a treatment environment where the solution is right there in front of them, but it will be pride that will keep them sick when in reality it should be the pain of 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 suffering through active addiction that should actually produce humility in us where we we should be the most desperate the most grateful 
group of people on the planet that should be looking for anything that God would give us to show us the way out, no matter how it was packaged. But so often that's, that's not the case. But here there is a level of desperation that has been produced in Naaman. And so Naaman in verse 4, it says, Naaman went to his master and told him what the girl from Israel had said. By all means go, the king of Aram replied. I will send a letter to the king of Israel. So Naaman left, taking with him 10 talents of silver, 6,000 shekels of gold, and 10 sets of clothing. The letter that he took to the king of Israel read, With this letter I am sending my servant Naaman to you, that you may cure him of his leprosy. Now verse 7, As soon as the king of Israel read the letter, he tore his robes and said, Am I God? Can I kill and bring back to life? Why does this fellow send someone to me to be cured of his leprosy? See how he is trying to pick a quarrel with me. What's happening here I think is so common to a lot of us. What seems like a threat that this king of Israel is actually looking through the eyes of fear. And to his defense, before I get too critical, he's trained that way. He's, he's a king. And now, granted, I wish that he had eyes of faith and would have seen it the way that Elisha is going to see it. But the deal is, is that, you know, he looks through the eyes of, you know, protecting the country and protecting it from perceived threats. And so he gets this letter from a country who has actually had success against Israel in battle. And immediately he thinks that it's some type of conspiracy. But Elisha heard this, and it says right here in verse 8, When Elisha, the man of God, heard that the king of Israel had torn his robes, he sent, his, he sent him this message. Why have you torn your robes? Have the man come to me, and he will know that there is a prophet in Israel. It's good to be surrounded by people that love God, that have eyes of faith. Because all of us at different times are going to have a propensity to bend to fear. And I need people around me that are saying, Trey, look, Right now, you're being dominated by fear. Right now, you're not seeing the opportunity that God has for you because you're not looking through the eyes of faith. And we need people like this in our lives. And so Elisha just reminds him that not only is this not a conspiracy, this is a major opportunity for God to move. So Naaman went with his horses and chariots and stopped at the door of Elisha's house. Elisha sent a messenger to say to him, Go wash yourself seven times in the Jordan, and your flesh will be restored, and you will be cleansed. But Naaman went away angry and said, I thought that he would surely come out to me and stand and call in the name of the Lord his God, wave his hand over the spot, and cure me of my leprosy. Are not Abana and Farpar, the rivers of Damascus, better than all the waters of Israel? Couldn't I wash in them and be cleansed? So he turned and went off in rage. I don't know if there is a better picture of, an, of someone who is suffering an addiction that is eaten up by pride. This is pride on full display right here. He goes in a place of desperation, enters into Israel, finally gets in front of the prophet. The prophet doesn't give him the solution that he wanted. I mean, so many of us in addiction are thinking like, look, I don't want to go to treatment. I mean, it, 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 I don't need to be somewhere for 90 days. I don't need to be somewhere for 30 days. All I need is five to seven days of detox, get the drugs out of my system, give me some Suboxone, give me some methadone, and I am going to be fine. But the reality is here is that God typically has a solution for us to be able to walk out that might be offensive to us or might not be something that we want. We're saying, hey, I don't like that medicine. I want a different flavor. And God is saying, guess what? 
in this particular scenario, I'm God and you're not really in all scenarios, but for the, for the purpose of point right here, he is saying this, this is the solution that I have given you through Elisha. And he didn't like it. He's like, well, I thought it would be this way. I mean, I can't even believe the guy didn't even get up out of his lazy boy to come and talk to me. He actually sent his servant to tell me. And I, and, and, and this whole thing right here, I mean, you see that he actually has to go back to Israel to where I'm sure that he had enemies and he had to humble himself and ask if he could see the prophet that would heal him. And then he goes to the prophet and the prophet doesn't even get up out of his chair and come or didn't even walk outside of his door and come and talk to Naaman. And so Naaman is so offended of saying, man, why has it got to be the Jordan River? Why can't it be one of these better rivers, one of these cleaner rivers? And he is literally getting ready to miss his healing. And so in verse 13, Naaman's servant Naaman's servants went to him and said, My father, if the prophet had told you to do something great, would you not have done it? How much more then when he tells you, wash and be cleansed? Thank God for people like this. You know, again, thank God that there are people when we are about to do something so stupid that they have enough gumption and enough love for us to come to us and say, hey, you're getting ready to make a really, really bad decision. You are getting ready to leave this country because he didn't do it the way that you thought that it should be done and to speak into his life and say, look, what do you have to lose? What do you have to lose? So obviously Naaman finally comes to a census. In 14, it says this. In verse 14, it says this. So he went down and dipped himself in the Jordan seven times, as the man of God had told him, and his flesh was restored and became clean like that of a young boy. I can only imagine what this scene looked like. His servants have talked him off the ledge. He goes down to the river. At this point, he has to fully expose himself. He has to become vulnerable. That's what we need to do. We, we need people. God uses other people for our healing, our ability to be able to confess our sins, to get vulnerable, to let people know what we are going through so that we can be healed. He now has to take off all of his armor. And I can just imagine this man feeling humiliated, walking out into the Jordan River. I've been there. I can just see that green water and him walking out into the Jordan River, maybe getting out waist deep. And there he goes down goes underwater the first time and does it again and again and again. And then even on the sixth time, there has been no improvement in his condition. But he has not yet finished what the Lord has asked him to do through his prophet Elisha. And then finally he goes down on the seventh time just as the prophet told him to. And this time, whenever he emerged from the water, that he was completely healed and that his skin was like that of a young boy. And it's just amazing because the word says that obedience is better than sacrifice. And that's where I want to be because anything else is just religion. I want to be able to hear God and do exactly what he says to do so that we can receive our healing. And I think so many of us that we never, there's this disconnect between where we are and where God wants us to be because we always want to do it our way. We all have some naming in us of saying, you know what, I know that I need to go to church and I know that I need to plug in with a small group and I know that I need good Christian friends, but I don't like them. <laughs> I don't like the way they talk. I don't like 
the way that they think. And God forbid if I should ever have to pray out loud or whatever our hangups are that keep us from going there and our desire to want to be comfortable or to be what we think is going to be our happiness is oftentimes the thing that never even leads to our happiness and actually prevents us from walking into our healing. If you're listening to this today, I would hope that you would make the phone call or that you would confess whatever needs to be confessed or to take the necessary steps so that you can walk into a relationship with God and know real freedom. Guys, thank you so much for listening to our podcast. It is a privilege and an honor to be able to serve you. If you or someone in your family is struggling with addiction, please give us a call. It's 770-570-7422.